Hey, uh, welcome to According to Courtney. I am Courtney West. I am a full spectrum doula. I am a doula mentor, childbirth educator, and all the things, all the things. And I am so excited to have you guys on According to Courtney. If this is your first time being here, welcome. Um, here on According to Courtney, I like to go over all different types of subjects, such as filling your cup, going over mental health, childbirth education and black maternal health things and just about re you know growing yourself today is my 10th show i'm so excited it's my 10th show my 10th show so i'm super excited that i've been able to you know be here and like really hold space with you guys and normally i always have a guest of a midwife lactation consultant or something different that people haven't had before but I realized I've never like had a sit down conversation with any, with just you guys and just really having an opportunity to say who I am, what I do and why did I start doing this work? So um, I, you know, wanted to have the opportunity and then also give a space of question and answer. I never really do that. I've never like just let people just ask me questions about my journey, about just random birth stuff or anything. So I'm here to open up, be here, and whatever you're here, I'll answer to the best of my ability. So let me go ahead and start off to tell you like how I got started doing this. Um, I have been interested in birth work since I was a kid. I've always had an affinity for birth. Um, I was born of a midwife with my grandmother and my great aunt there. And that's how I came into the world. And that's how I thought everybody birthed. So um I had my first child when I was 1920 and I was at Florida A&M and I had, you know, the best care. I worked with Healthy Start. I had a great person. I worked with a midwife. Um, I gave birth in a hospital, all the things. And um, I ended up having the oldest OB be there for me. And he was great. Um, after I gave birth um, up there, my godparents lived there who are Nigerian and my best friends were all African and Liberian. So I constantly had people in my house. Um, I had my dear friend Zoda Cordy, you know, reach out to big ups to Zoda, um, come and stay with me and cook my meals and teach me what to eat to, um, you know, have the healthiest pregnancy. So I was happy. Uh, thank you, Sophia. Good morning. And thank you. Congratulations on my new, my 10th show. I'm super excited. Thank you. And, um, I thought everyone birthed like this. I thought everyone had a village. I thought this was super normal. I was super healthy. Everything was good. Um, flash forward to seven years, I moved back to St. Pete and um, I was married. I was a nurse. I was like, thought I was doing all the right things this time around. And I had gotten healthy start again, thinking like this is gonna be some great experience. And I was shocked. I had gotten a white woman who talked to me ugly and told me, you know, everything that was wrong about me, my diet, every, I, I was flabbergasted and um, I fired her. Um, I thought I was gonna have a midwife again and have my birth, couldn't find a midwife like that. Um, the one I did find was in a hospital and she was great. I thought this was gonna be a great experience until it came to, you know, me um, doing blood work for my gender of my baby and my, at the time, husband was with me. And she's like, oh, so nice that your um, your friend gave you a ride here. And I was like, my friend? She's like, yeah, you're, yeah it's, it's so nice. Because I know you girls, like, you usually always doing this by yourself. No clue. Was just like, what? 
So Change Care ended up being extremely high risk and um, became preeclampsic. And for people who don't know what that is, preeclampsic is when your blood pressures are very high, your body's very swollen, and you're higher risk of having seizures. And I went from preeclampsic to eclampsic. Um, I gave birth in our local hospital. I had horrible care. Um, I almost died. And if it wasn't for my mother and my then husband, I probably wouldn't be here. They delivered my baby. And um, the doctor didn't even make it. And it was just such a shock to the system. And um, I was thinking about this morning, you know, I had my baby. Um, I ended up having a seizure during having my baby. And I was just such a mess. And um, I remember my uterus being boggy. And what that means is that when you're first have a baby vaginally, you have to have someone rub your, what they call your fundus, your uterus, to make sure that it's nice and tight so that you don't bleed out. And I was looking at my sheets and I realized I'm bleeding out and having to rub my own fundus and then having the grace of having family members, my grandmother, my great aunt, my aunt, my cousin, my mother, all four of them are, are nurses and my mother being attorney, rubbed my fundus, like made sure I got medical care because I was asking for hours for pain medication, anything. No one would hear me. And I took that and it's like, wow, people really birthed like this. That's what's going on in my city. This is what people go through. And I was horrified and really shocked that that was a thing. And um, as a nurse, I have really start working um, in pediatrics at this time. And um, I had different pediatric clients and I would only take pediatric clients that are of color at the time. And um, I kept hearing a reoccurring story of the horrors that they went through during their labors, during their pregnancies. And I was just mortified that this was the norm here. A lot of times they were not able to get healthcare that they needed and didn't know that their children were gonna have issues or have um, medical complications. Or if they did find out they're having medical com complications, no one's there was to comfort them. Many people had C-sections and horrific C-sections and suffered a lot of maternal morbidity from it. And maternal morbidity is the, the lasting effects of um, the issues that happened in the hospital and the traumas that happened during pregnancy and during that period of time. And I wanted to uh, make a change of that. So I had uh, started um, a mom's group and a drop-in clinic out on the well on 22nd street shout out to the well and the well is a mental health wellness place that people could come in and do different services and i had one that you could drop in and we would give lactation and doula care and i was just trying to figure out what was going on with the community because i wanted to figure out how to fix things and um because i had one night googled what is a midwife without being a midwife and i got doula and i was like this is the best thing ever and this was like mothers of mothers so i took the class did it and I'm like, okay, I need to get certified. I'm gonna open a place, let's go. That is not normally how people do anything, but it's me and that just made perfect sense at the time. And what I was running into was that people didn't know what a doula was and other people in the area, there were no other black doulas that I knew except for one other person who lived in Tampa. But I start putting it out there like, hey, is there other doulas who need certifications? And they're like, yeah, we're here, but we did. no one knew what they were doing or how to move. So what I ended up doing is like, hey, I'm going to do a photo shoot 
And I'm going to call out for local black moms and make sure that they feel like they're goddesses and really make sure that people understand that these mothers matter. And so I did this photo shoot and it ended up going viral. So um, I actually have those. It was um, a group of moms who have written into me who were interested in having support during their pregnancies and during their labors. And so and through that, these moms were allowed to come in and I dressed them up. Um, I made their clothes, I made outfits, I did shirts for them and had hired a photographer to take their pictures. And originally I was just really focusing on them and not making me a part of it. But, you know, listening to the conversations and everything else, I ended up being part of this photo shoot and it went viral. And from that viral photo shoot, I was listening to these women and they were talking about their experience of pregnancy and how lonely they felt and how they wish they had a space to be able to come together and meet and talk and to get some healing and get some understanding of what was coming up for them and how was pregnancy supposed to be happening? Who can go into the hospital with them and just kind of learn all the things that they needed. So I, and then said, okay, well, let's, let's do this. And I started doing a mom's group and um, how my mom's group worked was, you know, a lot of people was like, well, how are you doing? And you'll say like in the grocery store, everything, how are you doing? And you'll be like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. But in my mom's group, we're talk about, well, how are you really doing? And having a safe space that you can just talk and really have someone listen to you and hear you about what's going on with you really. And then also having that ability to have a mental health professional in this space or close enough to the space that they can be there to help you guide through what is going through with the different challenges because everybody comes up with different things during their pregnancy, but especially for black and brown women, it's not so much that we just are being pregnant you're having to deal with the implicit biases of the medical system not listening to you. And how do you navigate that? You have to deal with sometimes blatant racism where someone will tell you like, oh, well, you're really fat and now you're having a baby. It's pro- your baby's probably going to have diabetes and you, you might die, but it's because of that's just, you know, your ethnic background. What does that do to a person? And then to be able to really walk that journey with these women and to change their outcomes. So, um, I felt like that was such a needed safe space because I had those safe spaces when I gave birth the first time and I know I craved it um, with my second child. So I started out well having these meetings and then the meetings grew and grew to the point that we're too many of us in the space. So I ended up having these meetings in my house, which was amazing to have so many people in my space talking every week to having nutritious nutritionally dense meals having laughter and to learn about things and then going over different topics that a lot of times in our community weren't talked about you know we weren't talking about what was it to engage in you know having so many people having issues happen to them that led up to their pregnancy. I found out through a lot of times people had never been loved 
through their pregnancies or there was on their fourth baby and had never had someone tell them that they're amazing and they're beautiful and how their births matter. And so from having these meetings, I started doing speaking engagements and talking to people about what is going on and what's going on with black maternal health in this area and that people were dying and people were struggling and that they needed some help through the process. And um, I actually have a few pictures up and up here and I can kind of walk y'all through that process um, right now. So this one right here is my first, this is what went viral was this first photo shoot that, you know, saying like this doula matters, these beautiful moms matter. And these were local moms again, that had submitted into me and told me their birthing stories and that how they wanted to have someone support them. And there for me, I wanted to needed to get births. So out of this group of women, I actually was there for the birth of three of the four of these women. And um, I just came up with this concept that I wanted these black women to be seen as goddesses and to be seen as infinite. And then for like the next photo shows the whole group of moms and also two other doulas that I love so much um, that were in the area who was doing this work. And we had moms and their babies that were showing up and making sure that people understood that these black moms matter that they are goddesses and that they're infinite and that they're beautiful and that, you know, they're here to take care of them. And we, as the doulas, we matter too, as black women taking care of black mothers who are taking care of black babies. And I remember when this, when I really put this out there, I was just, you know, young and figuring out, hey, I just need to get people and I wanna see and how my community understand um, how much they mean to me. I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. And in St. Pete, nine times at the time, especially at the time, for the Black community, we were all related to each other. Like your cousin was best friends with my neighbor or your sister dated so-and-so. So everyone was intertangled and related in some form or fashion. And I always move when I take care of people from this area in my community, like they're my family. And so I wanted to ensure into St. Pete that if you're getting care from me, you're, I'm going to care for you just like I would care for my family. And with that being said, you know, with this photo shoot, originally this is all supposed about them, but having a community with them, it's like, you know, you say you with us, you got to stand with us. So which goes into, um, I was really into like black women breastfeeding. I breastfed both of my children, first one for two and a half years, another one for three and a half years. And so at this time, my two-year-old was still nerve nursing oh thank you um you know about how to stand in that uh let me read sophia wow there's a wealth of information in your story and i love the path you have taken what's so critical and awesome is that you focus on moms as a person individuals and not just the pregnancy thank you and that's really what it is for me it's like it's so bigger than just a pregnancy it's about how is the person doing themselves and how you show up in that and it's about you know being there, seeing a person holy. So it's not like, okay, well, what's your blood pressure is? And okay, you're growing and you're now you're 28 weeks and knowing that, yes, giving that information, but how are you doing today? How are you showing up? How are you doing at work? How are you having to be? And then being safe spaces of, hey, I am a single mom of four kids. I'm having my fifth one. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so scared. I feel like I'm lost out here. 
And it's just, it's so hard. And they say, okay, let me give you a hug. Let me make you a meal. Let's talk about the resources that are out there and to be in those spaces. And I learned so much. So, so that picture with all those women, I learned so much from them about what it really was to be a mother and to do these things in this area. And that's what really pushed me to keep going on there and doing this journey. So this picture right here, this is was literally these women calling me out because they didn't know that I had like this two-year-old who's still nursing. And they're like, well, you're asking us to expose ourselves. How willing are you to expose yourself to? So whatever journey they went through, I always was very vulnerable to do this journey. And, um, you know, we did this at Fossil Park and I had my children right there with me. And this is one of the pictures that went that, you know, breastfeeding comes in all forms, you know, nourishment for our children comes in all forms. And it is okay to stand in that or it says sit with that and sit in community. And that is okay to do that. I remember when I put this out, man, look, my family went crazy i had i'm very blessed that i was raised in a space that i had my grandmother and my mother and my aunt who that were close to me rally behind me and say back up off her and what she's doing is natural i was the first one in my family to breastfeed and be able to breastfeed and so it was me standing in my truth that i believe this and that i can breastfeed and that i don't have to cover my baby and move in shame because um that's what i was taught I was taught to move and to show and to be open and that it's okay and to be empowered by it. And so sitting in here, this is one of my favorite photos is just to be able to sit in the empowerment and to look at all these children now, they're big and they're strong and they're healthy and they're doing great things. It's just so amazing um, to me. So I was doing this and doing speaking engagements and getting births and um, I felt like I just needed to keep going. And I had um, was working as a birth assistant and for a great midwife, thank you, um, named Ann Hirsch, who was, who is a white midwife who really believed in the cause and everything that was going on for black maternal health. And also she had been my elementary school teacher. And for her to see me doing this in this journey, she was like, this is what you've been made to do. This has been who you are since you were a little girl. And she got me in contact with Jenny Joseph. And, um, oh, I love this picture. So this picture right here is from uh, when I started working with Jenny Joseph and she invited me to come out to Texas. And this was a leadership of so many, it was the first time I had ever been surrounded by a bunch of black midwives, um, you know, nurse, nurse practitioners and people running organizations and this is just she's just like she's so amazing and she runs these organizations she was pregnant and then we were in a field of flowers and an event and just me speaking to her baby and this was us just having a private conversation of just wishing wellness and love and prosperity over this baby and um over this mom about what great things that there are to do because how I was raised in when I was pregnant, that was normal for me, was to have the mothers and the grandmothers and the elders touch my belly and whisper into my belly the great things that my children would be. So that was a practice that was just captured. And I, I just always have loved this moment. And um, working with Jenny, 
had really changed my life and would expose me to things like this. I got to meet, you know, Mama Claudia, who's no longer here, who's an amazing midwife and been an activist from doing this work. And just was really encouraged to keep moving, keep doing, keep being in this space. And um, through this times, I decided to open um, a, what we call is a perinatal safe space. And that is something that Jenny Joseph came up with, that you have a safe space in the community, that you yourself can be a safe space or you can deem a place a safe space so that people can come to you as a resource for lactation, doula education, um, childbirth education, but anything that they need, that they know they, they can come here and have a safe space to breathe and just be. Um, I opened that back in 2019 in James E. Sanderlin Center. And I, you know, what people didn't know about that center is I did everything myself. I had no grants. I had nothing. I was working six to seven night shifts a week. And I was open um, every, what was a Thursday? And I would work. And I would be open all day and most of the night. And so people could drop in and just give them support of any type. Um, I you know, got a little bit of assistance from, you know, Jenny Joseph's um, group, but really everything was on me. Like we built it to, like brick by brick, painted it, put it together and built it out of nothing. And it was such a beautiful experience to be able to bring people together. And some nights we have 20 women, some nights we have four women and just to have education and mom's groups in a safe space that people knew, like if you needed some education, drop in and people will come from Tampa, they come from Lakeland, it didn't matter that they knew that there was a safe space that someone was going to look like them, talk to them, get them resources and move. Um, during this period of time, I started again doing different speaking engagements and working with cases in the community. Um, reach out to Next Step. Next Step is a great resource in my community um, run by Carol Alexander, where you could go get pregnancy testing and you could take courses and be able to use baby boutique. And so I start doing, you know, speaking age engagements about what is a doula and things for them. And that kind of just took off, but it was not an easy journey. You would think, you know, being in a community is predominantly black community that people would be up in their arms. Like, this is a problem. How do we help? It wasn't like that. It really wasn't. I was really out here doing it by myself and figuring out how do I do this? How do I keep going out of my own pocket, out of my own dime, just because I felt like my community deserved to have this. And so I just kept going. Um, unfortunately, in right before 2020, well, I'm not 2020, haha. Before everything that like the world shut down, I actually had to close down my center. And, um, you know, 2020, I became very sick from giving and giving and giving and giving to my community and depleting myself and my body. I was a mess. My body was a mess. My, I was super stressed. I was so sick all the time, but no one knew it because I would show up and do my work and do my speaking engagements and go to births. And at this time I was doing like 25 births a year on top of, remember what I said, working six days a week plus running a center. So there was no chill. There was no stop. It was just go, 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 go. Because I was afraid that my community was going to die on me and I wanted to keep on going, not realizing the harm I was doing to myself. So when 2020 hit and the pandemic happened, I closed up shop and just did everything internally. I was still a resource, but I just did it from home. 
and I would talk to people virtually and just be there. But again, always working, doing different engagements, doing virtual engagements, doing groups virtually and just speaking to people. Um, at that time, I started working um, for Jenny doing the phone call pieces at Common Sense Childbirth Education. And that was amazing to be able to work and talk to people working in the birth center and then the people who were going through the clinic and her clinic set up for that is amazing that someone was calling in and checking on them every week. How are you doing? How are you showing up? How's the pandemic treating you? How, who have you lost in your family? Are, what are your fears? And getting them ready to birth. And I did really change my trajectory of what I was doing. And um, this is how I, I decided to move with the work that I was doing. And um, I started just to keep connecting, keep making those phone calls, keep doing that. I did that for about a year. And then um, I just wanted to figure out how do I want to show up and keep showing up. And at that time, it was taking births and speaking. And I was like, you know, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep being out here. I'm going to keep showing up. Even though I kept getting no's. I was getting no's from the hospital. I was getting no's from different organizations. And I couldn't understand why I couldn't get the point across. Like in our own area, there was an organization. They were looking for a doula. They were looking for someone who did childbirth education, who was in the community and everything else. And I was just like, put in my bed, did the things. And I was floored when they picked the white girl. They picked the white girl. They picked the white girl to do the work in my community. And I, I was so like, at a point like, I should I quit? Should I not be doing this? But I remembered my mom's groups. I remembered holding those spaces and what those spaces meant. And so I spent from 20, 20, um, 2020 until very recently making a space to do that again. But I, I, I didn't hold those meetings so much anymore. I was out there getting the word out about why this is important, why Black maternal health matters. Why is this something that needs to do? And, you know, through these photos, some of these you're about to see, you'll see how that came up. Is like, I just kept showing up. And I had reached out to Healthy Start. And I reached out to Penelas Healthy Star and we would just have these conversations and they were like, hey, come do the speaking engagement for me. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then I got in connected with Federal Healthy Start. And then I started doing speaking engagements in bigger spaces and in front of doctors, in front of, you know, health professionals who didn't even know that this was a thing and where this was going. So it was just a lot of different spaces. And so it kind of at this point, and this is now in 20, um, 2023 this year, that we kind of hit a change and things were like the trajectory of how I wanted to show up changed. And um, at this point, we're going to take a break. Um, you know, we need to hear the blast artist and see what we got going on. <laughs> Good stuff, Miss Courtney. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for coming here today. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you won't miss any episode of Miss Courtney's show, as well as many other amazing podcasts. And um, this morning, I keep forgetting this is morning time. Mm -hmm. uh, we got our Blast Artist Spotlight. It's my man, Elijah Rosario, and this is called Friends That Benefit. Let's check it out. Mm -hmm. 
Rosario with friends that benefit. And if you are an independent or a spoken poet or up and coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. However, Blast is also looking for the fans. So if you are fans that love great music, you can also register at blastmusic247.com and have access to amazing artists. Last changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, back to you, Courtney. Thank you. I, you know, I always love a good blast artist. So on my show, I have a rule when my music, if it's not inspiration, is baby making. I got to make this money all the time, you know, doing this birth work, you know, it got a cost. So I need you to get knocked up so I can have a baby to, to help you um, bring into this world. So, you know, always. So if you know you're coming on, you know, you're going to hear something more than likely that's going to get you pregnant. So, um, back to like the move of where where i was and everything else was like you know doing these engagements and doing these speaking engagements and then this year um it well it was really going into last year the end of last year into this year i decided that i wanted to become an educator for doulas because i was mentoring and doing things but it was just doing it on my own time and just because but i decided to start with common sense and actually start teaching and doing this. And I started doing stuff like this. This is Roxanne, you know, you see Roxanne, we've done things together 
And yes, and we were having all the babies and going into doing different speaking engagements. And this one was working with Next Step and going to families and letting them know that, you know, their birthing options mattered. And this is how I started out. I was just going, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, ah, to like this year where it was becoming more streamlined. And um, I taught my first two virtual doula courses. This is an in-person course that this one in particular was so amazing with Next Step. It was like really educating people about what it really was to give birth. Yes, Roxanne, that's you. This was old us. Yes, child. This is like, you know, you are fresh off of having Z, your 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 youngest son. And, um, you know, we were out here doing this work, having these conversations over and over and over again. And, you know, it wasn't until doing 2023... And I did Aftershock. And that was at the foundation uh, that I felt like people started to click and were really hearing and listening to the fact of, hey, this is different. This is another event I was doing. So like I was always working. This was an event that I was doing in 2020 that we were just bringing parents together and to hold space. And it was for Black maternal health. And because we couldn't do anything large, it was important that to hold space that we could take, bring pregnant moms together and having a hard time because during 2020, you know, we are watching young black men and young black people be murdered and it was televised for everyone. And now we're in our houses and everyone was seeing it. And this was our way of, you know, my way of showing the resistance. And this is actually, um, a great chiropractor office that's out in Pinellas County that let us hold our space to be able to um, be here. And I, I just love these moments like that. And that was my way of just being able to be, this right here are two amazing birth workers that I, I absolutely love. Whitney, who you saw actually in the first photo. And I was actually her doula with her twins that she had at the time. And then Ashley has been doing this work as a doula and we used to actually work at Next Step doing the work and it's just you know showing how it's important that we show up for each other and having these safe spaces to be and i was like had the privilege of assisting both of them in some sort of way in their births with whitney i was her doula and it was interesting to have like to have she was my first mentee and she is the person that really pushed me and made me want to teach and ashley i did her placenta encapsulation and just also just hair shared space and resources with her so I, I just loved the work that I do and I've always been working so this right here is jumping to uh, my first in-person teaching course and so people didn't know when I did brought the class to St. Pete in 2023 and that was this July I did it at foundation that was my first in-person class nobody knew that nobody knew that that was, I was um, I had put it together and I was so blessed that I had Jenny Joseph, the first and only black woman to own her own midwifery school and do Common Sense Childbirth Institute and the training courses and everything else. Jenny Joseph, that's the person right there in the middle between the two. She brought that here. She made this. She came over from germ from um, England and brought the thought process of the European concept of midwifery to St. Pete. And yay, thank you. And um, having this space of being able to train and teach 25 doulas. And out of those 25 of them, 
20 of them, well, 20 of the people were all BIPOC. Yeah, 24 of the people, all black and brown people. And it was beautiful to have that and to saturate my community and then have, you know, the support from Jenny. I had Bianca who came in and Chadim and Kendra. And these were all women from different states came in to support me, supporting my community and educating what's going on here. And I was just, you know, realizing that after this work, it started to really come on. So I started doing more, especially at this time, um, interviews. I had done in 2020, I was on the front page of the St. Petersburg Times and then started doing more speaking engagements and being on the news all the time, talking about black maternal health and then how do we fix the problems? And so this was like the moment of, wow, people are starting to get it. And this was the community-based training that I was talking about in July. And just to have, you know, Jenny Joseph being there as a guest speaker and you know, studying there with me and doing this work was the first time I was able to really like, really, really flex in my community of saying, yo, I'm doing this for you. And I've always been in St. Pete doing it, but it was the first time to be like, yo, on a big level, we're putting this out here. We're taking people from all over. And in this particular cohort, you know, through the support of the Housing Foundation and Federal Healthy Start, I was able to um scholarship 20 doulas like full ride scholarships these women were able to come in get this assistance and get this because the passion was there the the love was there the wanting to change and make things better was there and it was like so much work <laughs> so much work but it was so grateful to see this. Um, this one right here is just from more work that I did. Um, I was working with, you know, Alexis Thompson, who is, she's just so amazing. She was a great uh, photographer who's now in medical school. And we would work to show the stories of Black women in the community, that Black women do breastfeed, Black women do show up, that we're beautiful and we're infinite. And just to always keep that, you know, notion that the birthing person is first. You come first, your family comes first, your baby comes first. And for black and brown women, black women are dying three to four times their white counterparts. And for me, showing and documenting that we live, that we're not surviving, we're thriving. Not knowing what any of our walks or journeys are that we can be here and we can nourish our children. And by nourishing our children and having people love us, we nourish ourselves. And so, you know, being able to constantly tie that in and to be able to bring new doulas to the forefront and to be able to show up in places that um, I didn't know I would be able to. So that right here, this is um, actually speaking at Aftershock. And this is the first time that I'm able to sit with, you know, I have Kimberly from the Federal Healthy Start, you know, Dr. Zanita, who's an amazing therapist. We have doctors on the panel. And Miss Gwynn, who started the doula and Healthy Start Foundation of this type of look for Black and brown people, for Black women in this area. So to be on stage with these people speaking about this, and we're going over Aftershock. And that was um, a documentary of a families, of multiple families that lost their loved ones. And to not only know these projects, but to have worked 
in postpartum spaces on these aftershock in the background doing postpartum care working on these projects it, it you know it was full circle to be like not only are we speaking about this i know this i work on this i've done this and um how just keep being just show up and keep showing up and keep doing the work is so important and um I say that to anyone who's doing birth work as a doula, as a community birth justice activist, keep showing up. There's many a times that you feel like it's not to give up because this is hard work. This is hard work. I have cried many a times, been mourning. You know, I have thought about giving up many a times, but then I, it always came back to purpose this is my purpose is to make sure that they were able to have moments like this. So this is was having, you know, all of these duels and look at the faces, look at this group of women who are able to be brought into here and have the opportunity to change their lives and to save other people's lives. Moments like this and photos like this are why I show up and do what I do. I believe that everyone should have a chance to birth with honor, respect, and dignity. And by having a doula there actually helps you to be able to speak for yourself and to be able to be empowered and know what your rights are. And we're here, and it really says here, saving lives and transforming maternal toxic zones in America. That's really what I do. That's really what my goal and purpose is, is to build that and to have that out there and to make sure other women and other birthing people have a group like these women out there saying, yo, in your community doing that. So, you know, for me, that was like the biggest heart, heart warmth of why I do what I do. And, um, you know, we're going to go into some Q and a, but I want to share what's coming this in 2024. So, um, I was blessed and asked by healthy start uh, Federal Healthy Start to collaborate and to reopen a brand new space in James B. Sanderland. So there'll be a brand new prenatal safe space uh, that John Hopkins is the hospital is helping through Federal Healthy Start collaborating with me. And that is such a, that is such the biggest honor and compliment to be able that our local hospital, the same hospital that mistreated me, the same hospital I thought I was gonna die at, the same hospital that I've made great, you know, relationships with, the same hospital that I have so far been a part of 148 births. Out of 148 births, I have to say I have done at least 120 of them in that hospital. To know that people have thrived and that they trust in me to do this is, Amazing. So I love this. So like what does Courtney West and three gems need for the community to go forward in 2024? Um, what we really need is support and funding. Like um, funding is everything. And also knowing that people care. Like I want to know who's out there. I want to know the black lactation, you know, consultants. I want to know the black nutritionists. I want to be able to offer be able to highlight the people that I do know and pay them for their services that we can do this for the community because with this new center, we're going to be able to offer so much. So being able to have community childbirth education and what does that look like? So by having funding means that I can pay these people because when I was doing this work, no one was paying me. I was out here 
So the body of work we covered is seven years. Out of seven years, I have not, I was not paid by anyone until the last three. Now I was paid by love. I was paid by someone painting my house. I was paid by people who will watch my children. I was paid by a cooked meal. I was paid by people who were gonna come by my house when I had deaths in my family who were gonna be there for me. I was paid that way in my community. So I wanna be clear. But when it comes to the financial gain, that did not happen until 2020. Didn't happen. And didn't grants wouldn't take it. They weren't interested, anything. So I was just doing heart work. So showing someone appreciation but through a dollar so therefore they can give it more into the community and take a step back says a lot. Like I'm still working. I'm not working six nights. I um I have other people come in and help out and now I still only work four nights a week but I'm having to learn eventually to be able to not do that and just do this work yes people from outside of St. Pete can come help I think that's important I want the best at who they are to help if this is what your journey is I'm here I'm open in 2024 I want for, um, according to Courtney and Three Gems Burford Services, to know that we're here. I want to highlight people and what they're doing in different areas. Um, that's how Courtney and Courtney really came, is doing this work and showing up and doing it. And now I want to highlight what everyone else is doing so they don't have to suffer like I was. Do I have any doula or childbirth educator classes coming up or planned? Um, so in the new year, I'm really... Um, open to doing that um there are some coming up there will be some things coming up in the new year probably around springtime so you know you guys gotta keep listening and keep coming out with that so it's coming i promise you it's just a lot is coming in do you speak at high school to high school students there's so much education needed for these young mothers are frequently living in the shame and hardship i am open to doing it i have spoken at engagements with students there but i'm definitely open to speaking to high school students i'm definitely open to having these conversations because those things are important you know being a young mom i needed someone to talk to me oh i would love to do a blast artist benefit concert i'm here for all the things i'm here for all the ideas in 2024 i have to say i am so thankful for blast um being there and supporting me during this journey, I, for BLAST, I was here with another great BLAST um, worker, Miss Anita, who I love. You saw her in the picture of her and her stuff where she does in, doing therapy. And me being a guest on her show is what got me here with you guys. So, yes, I'm here for the concerts. We can do walks. We can do sit birth events. I just am here for all about the community and that you know that as someone who is a Black black and brown birthing person i love you i see you you are important and i want you to know that you can come into a space and learn that hey come in come sit down what's going on the doctors aren't listening to you let me teach you the language oh you are you're having a back pains let me show you how to wrap your belly let us do these things so um that's a great question three gems does travel i only usually work an hour outside of my scope for births so for births, I do that because if you're having your home birth or birth center birth, I want to be able to get to you at least an hour and a half of time. However, when it comes to speaking engagements and other things, yes, I go outside of St. Pete. I've been to Texas. I've done things virtually. So travel is never a thing. 
um, as long as, you know, we can get there, we can make it work and everything else. Yeah, I, I'm open to travel. I love talking about this. I know, and Roxanne does do postpartum. So doing things, um, having different people show up and do other parts makes part of it. So like with three, three gems, it's me, but there's also other entities into it. I have great resources of doulas that I connect with people who go over breastfeeding, postpartum, you know, lactation consultants, IBCLCs. I make sure that I have a roster of different people for different things to go to. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. It is about the mission first. It's about the mission first, but on the same type token of that, I'm teaching, I'm wanting to teach new black birth workers, new black doulas. It's mission first, but self first. I want them to learn what I didn't know. I learned from watching that black midwives and birth workers have highest rate of divorce. I have the most issues with nutrition, having high blood pressures, having issues on their bodies and how this work affects our womb and our bodies and our own well-being. And so I find it very important to make sure that the new generation of doulas don't do that. Get you a therapist, take care of yourself, work out with your stuff and y'all go into stuff and speak about it. Go into touch into podcasts like this. Have someone talk to you, be like, yo, it's not all pretty. It's gritty. It's nasty. It's hard work. You know, it's crazy to people that I was on the front of the newspaper, but out in, you know, fields picking greens to feed my children because there was not enough money to stretch everywhere as a nurse during the pandemic because I needed to walk away. Um, oh, Michelle, I love you too. I do the work that I do because I really love my community. I really love my people. I really love these women. I love them as they're my sisters. I love them as though they're my mothers. I love them where you can do this so where can you find me and my services so i am in st pete if you reach out to you know www.3gemsbirthservices.com that's my website you can reach me um in uh in the new 2024 year every friday um and i will go into the date sooner too is so should be starting in january i will be at James B. Sanderlin Center at the um, Healthy Start office and that is going to be the new prenatal safe space. So I'll be there from 10 to 1 and then 3 to 7 and we're going to have different groups and things like that that you come in and find me. If you want to hire me personally as a doula you the best way to reach to me is 3 gems that will drop you into me and then we do and we do consulting. Uh, so and or if you just want to see me come to just come to the office. I'm really that much of a person that I'm going to be there. You're looking for me, I'm there. You want to talk, I'm here. And I love to work with other people and collaborate. Oh, thank you. Yes, keep writing that baby making music. We need all of it. Like I want to have a whole soundtrack of how you get pregnant music and then music for what you can use during your birthing time to get you like really rocking and going in a good headspace and then postpartum. So we, we need to talk. We need a whole album of music doing this so i'm here for all the support and all the things i am so thankful for you all i wouldn't be here without you all i show up for you all and i keep wanting to show up in 2024 by being knowledgeable about bringing you great content by bringing you great people 
and to always remind you of the same thing over and over there. You are powerful. You are infinite. You are amazing. You matter. And I'm going to keep being here doing that. I'm going to be doing that until I take my last breath. That is what I am meant to do in this world. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't need no cape. That's like, you know, I just need a good birth bag and, and some hands to be able to rub you, talk to you and listen through you. And, um, and I appreciate it. I show up for y'all because that's what I feel I need to do. And I'm going to keep showing up and it's going to keep growing. You know, I think about what is my five-year plan. My five-year plan is to have a, a wraparound center that you can get lactation education, nutrition, childbirth education, doula, you need to get your social security, you need to get, you know, food stamps, you need to just have a therapist there that you can come into one space and be there. That's what it is. That's the dream. What's the bigger dream? You know, I'm going to always be in this space, helping my community, working with the hospitals, making sure that nobody births alone. That's the dream. That's the goal. And, you know, to do that, you know, takes money, takes funding, takes building up the next generation of doulas. So, you know, there's different doulas and I mentor and do things and they're like, ah, 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 you know, unfair, unjust on this and this and this and this. And I'm like, yo, I was first. I said, there was a first before me and I'm walking into the space. And so you're going to walk into the space and each one has made it better for the next one. And I'm going to keep being out here, making it better for the next one. Um, you know, working and doing, it's about building and making opportunities, space and opportunities. I'm always out here making space for and opportunities, you know, bringing in 2024, we're going to have um, speed dating with doulas and birth professionals where we're going to be bringing home, wanting to bring moms and birthing people together with birth professionals. And you got a minute, speed date with them, get to know them. And bringing this out so all doulas, especially black and brown doulas and black and brown professionals can meet who's out in the community. And that will actually be going out the fairgrounds with the mom museum. So there's a lot coming. Don't like one thing I tell people, never sleep on me. Never sleep on me. I move in silence on purpose. Most people don't know that I'm doing what I'm doing till it's done. Or unless you know what it is, you know what it is. So this is the year of psycho. Like, it's here. We're here. We're thriving. We want it. We want the education. I want the exposure. I want that you are not birthing alone unless you choose to. If that's you getting a free doula through Healthy Start, let's get you connected. If that's you getting a doula through this foundation, I want to get you connected. If this is you just needing a space and someone just the education to love you up and say, if I have to do it by myself, I can. And having the facts and the tools to do it, that's what we're doing in 2024. That's the deal. We, we here. We're here to thrive. I want the numbers to change. It is not so much about, I didn't, I'm tired of us being, you know, dying at three to four rates of our white counterparts. And then not talking about the maternal morbidity that deals with more than 60 to 80% of our population. What if you had a space from jump? You are loved, you are supported, you're given the options, you're birthing your way. And therefore then after the baby is done, we're still holding your hand. You're still holding your hand. We're still here. So I hope to do more of this in 2024 and beyond. You know, I'm here, I'm open. So, 
you know, I know we got a couple of last things. If there's any more questions, drop them in because, you know, I'm here. But that's the plan. That's what's coming in 2024. And I, again, thank you so much for supporting the effort and being here and, you know, tapping in. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. The more people who touch in, the better. We can't make real change unless it's put out there. And the best way to make change is social media at this point. You, it's a click of a button. So share it. Put it out there. Know that people that were here, I'm here. And I'm not the only one. I'm here to highlight other people doing their work, doing the things. You just to speak up and how to speak up, how to show up, how to do. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm happy to do it. But, you know, I need your helps. I need your help. And that's how it works. That's how the change works. The more hands on it is the bigger impact. So, you know, again, I'm so thankful for you guys. You guys are amazing. And again, you know, we're getting close, you know, to putting it down and everything else. We're coming to the end of today. And again, I enjoy you guys. I honor you guys. And I'm looking forward to having these conversations and doing other great things in 2024. So again, thank you for coming to According and Courtney. I hope you all enjoy your holiday weekend and everything else. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in 2024. So you guys have a good one. Take care.